What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. This is season two, and we are so excited to be here with you guys. We're ready to jump in. Yeah, we're so ready. Thanks for being here. Um, You guys submitted lots of good questions, and so we're going to dive into the topics that you guys want to hear about. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Handlebar Podcast. We're excited to be here with you guys. Elissa's going to be picking the question. Let's Drum go. roll, please. Episode four. Ding. Just kidding. Is that weird? <laughs> she knows, but we don't know. It says, <clears throat> how do I deal with church hurt? Oh. Whoa. Let's just Deep. dive right in. Yeah. Deep in the ocean. I mean, we just went 42 meters down. <laughs> Have you seen that movie, 42 Meters Deep? They get eaten by sharks. Don't watch it. It's demonic. That's how church hurt feels. I don't know that I've seen it, <laughs> but I know <laughs> I've seen the trailer. Oh, man. No, really. <sighs> All right. 15 minutes starting now. How do I deal with church hurt? Well. I kind of want to start by saying that um, I think even the language church hurt can... Uh, can really downplay like significant things that have happened in like communities. And I just want to say like, this is real. Mm. It can be very painful. And, um, and sadly it's not uncommon. You know, do I think it can be prevented? Absolutely. But we are human. And mm. so I, I do just want to start off that way. It's like, I would take that uh, a step further yeah. when you say, sadly, it's not uncommon. And I would actually say, who hasn't dealt with church hurt? Well, probably yeah. lots of people haven't dealt with it, but m- probably more people than not yeah. have gone through it. Yeah. Or are in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, I'm sure all four of us around the table could oh, yeah. probably elaborate around the times that we've been through church hurt. So I love that you started out that way because I, I think that's beautiful. What qualifies as church hurt? Anytime you've been hurt in the church by someone from the church? <laughs> anytime you stubbed your toe. Anytime. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I stubbed my toe walking into yes. church before and I was mad. No. The church hurt you. The church hurt like, The actual building it, took me out. Is there something, <laughs> is there something we're really trying to like talk about? I would say like probably when you've been let down it? by church leaders, when yeah. you've been let down. I mean, that's yeah. kind of a common phrase with church hurt, like but I, I would yeah. say it's, it's really, you've been hurt by God's leaders. Oh. But probably oftentimes people would say I've been hurt by God when reality is, is they've been hurt by God's leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think really what, what opens that up is, um, I want to be really careful. Um, but I know for me, like the pastor of a church was referenced as like, this like holy, untouchable, otherly, otherly man of God. Yeah. It's not true. (laughs) He stood in the place of God for me, Mm. which is like, you know, biblical (laughs) priests, old Testament priests. Like they, they stood in the place of God, Mm. you know, um, like as a mediator. And so you just have to be really careful, like as a pastor to remember that, or, or church leadership, like I've been in church leadership, to remember that like, it is not my job to play God ever or to yeah. come off as holier than thou. You know, like I, I'm human. I make mistakes. Um, I'm tempted just like anyone else. Um, you know, but it, it's when I, I saw my pastor um, as God, like he represented God for me. So if he hurt me, God hurt me. 
and therefore I can't trust God. Therefore, the wow. church is this way. Therefore, I blanket a general a statement trail. on all Christians. On so it's like when we put leaders in the place of God, we're always going to end up hurt. When yes. you put leaders Pointed. on pedestals, absolutely pedestals. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll always end up disappointed. Or like leaders on pedestals in in the wrong sense. Yes. Like yeah. outside of like Cause there's a in, healthy in looking up to. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Like I think of this really, and this might be hard to be honest, but it's helped me so much in my life, especially dealing with leaders that I disagree with, and still being able to serve them with my whole heart. Oh wow! And I believe that in my life, I've seen the reward of submitting to a leader even that I disagree with. Mm. And I see that in the life of David where you, where Saul is literally trying to kill him and David will still will say, I won't touch the Lord's anointed. <laughs> and there's this, this view that he was able to keep wow. because God was first in his life. There was a purity that David's heart remained in where even even though Saul was jealous and was coming for him, which many times I think church hurt can happen when you're speculative about a leader's motives about you, or David, because he had God first, and he knew that God held his destiny, that Saul didn't hold his destiny, yeah. um, he was able to still serve Paul, I mean, still serve Saul in the midst of Saul coming after him. Yeah. And so I... I, I think that as far as the side of like submitting to a leader and serving one, that when you let God give you a perspective about the leader, it will help you so much yeah. to be able to serve even though you are not being treated well. And then and then I think on the flip side, what Elissa, what you said, I just felt like there's a scripture that came to my mind about as a leader, I and I have a conviction about this. I don't know if every leader will agree with me and I'm young and I'm open, but in in Romans 14, um, Paul makes this comment, who are you to cast judgment on the servant of another? And it has to do with people having different convictions. But that phrase, the servant of another, mm. the, the Holy Spirit really highlighted it to me. And even Paul, who's an apostle, was saying, I recognize you're not my servants. You are the servant of someone else. And it's and so am I. We're all serving the Lord wow. together. Oh wow! And so it's very important as a leader, I think, to keep that in mind. That at the end of these people's lives, they won't answer to you. They'll answer to the Lord, and so will you, for what you said and how you led them. And I think yeah. it's, it's important to remember that you're ultimately you're not their shepherd. You 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 serve as a, a leader in their life, but you are a sheep, mm-hmm. and so and so are they. And so. Mm. Um, it's like bringing everyone to the same level. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm. And I mean, the, the, the cross is like, a, it's a level playing field with the Lord. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's not really a hierarchy in, in the church. It's, if you're uh, the greatest leader, you're the greatest servant. And, yeah. and I think sometimes, like, Elissa, what you're, what you're saying is as leaders, you can have this idea that you have more authority in someone's life than you actually do. Yeah. When your job was really to lead them back to the shepherd. Mm-hmm. I want to say this um, shameless plug here that my favorite book is Love Does by Bob Goff. And at the end of the book, uh, Bob puts his number in the book and he says, call me and I'll, I'll take your calls. And uh, I called him one time at the tail end of a staff meeting um, and he answered the phone. 
And I remember telling him, I remember saying, hey, Baba, I, I, you know, I can't believe you answered the phone. He said, I hear that a lot, you know. And he said, uh, what's your question for me? And I said, well, I'm here with a church staff, um, and we just wanted to call you and say, you know, what advice would you give this church staff? And he, he said this. He said, um, he said, oftentimes church staffs, church staffs view life like a red carpet, and the people they're leading are on the other side of the rope. And he said, I want to say to you, don't ever get on that carpet and you stay on the right side of the rope. Mm -hmm. And I've never forgot that. And, you know, there's a Bible story where Jesus essentially says the same thing. And it's when it's the story of the Good Samaritan. When Jesus is, um, well, they they ask Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus tells the story and he says, you know, there was a certain man who had been beaten by robbers and he was left on the side of the road. And the first one to pass him by was a priest. The second one was a Levite. And that sticks out to me because a priest, Alyssa, you were just saying it, but is one who was meant to lead the people to God. Their job was to lead the people to God. Yet he sees him, the Bible says he sees him, he goes to the other side and he keeps walking. Now, the reason that that verse has so stuck out to me is because when I read that text and it says, and a priest passed him by, I see all the times I've passed someone by as a pastor. Like all the times I've seen someone homeless on the side of the road and I acted like I didn't see them. All the times I've seen, uh, I, I've known there's someone who wanted to meet with me, but I didn't have time in my schedule. So essentially I avoided them. All the times that I felt like, man, I'm tired and I'm at the restaurant. I don't feel like loving anyone in here tonight. Like I, That's what I see when I read that portion of scripture and a priest passed him by. And I want to say this to the listener today, that if you're listening to this and you do have church hurt, man, as a pastor, I want to repent to you for the times that you have been passed by, by a priest, by the times you have been passed by, by someone who was a church leader and they 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 didn't love you well, or the, the humanity in them was exposed and it left you wounded. Mm-hmm. I, I want to repent. I think that's worth, I think that's something that a lot of pastors can grow in is saying, hey, I don't have it all together and I'm sorry for where I've let you down. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to say that today. Um, but then, you know, number two, I, I love that you brought up David and Saul because there's a, st- you know, David is is driven out of the kingdom. Essentially, it's your perfect parable for church hurt. And And not only was he driven out of the kingdom, but Saul throws spears at David on multiple occasions. So David, if you look at the life of David, David not only has hurt from a leader in his life that he looked up to, well, he also has hurt in his life from his own father because his father doesn't call him to the table when, the, when you know, the prophet comes. He's the only one left out and the prophet has to say, do you have any more sons? Well, well there's the youngest. So that already gives you a, a pretty picture that David has some weird, a weird relationship with his, with his earthly dad. But then he gets in the palace and the kingdom and Saul, who scripture says he viewed Saul like a, uh, he viewed Saul like a father and that Saul viewed him like a son. But then that relationship goes rough and Saul starts throwing spears at David, yet David continues to dodge those spears. He's never hit by a spear. And when he leaves the kingdom, he leaves all alone, that right there is your sign. Anyone who does a church split and says, I'm taking congregants with me, that is demonic. Mm-hmm. And when yes. David leaves the kingdom, he leaves all alone. No one goes with him. He goes by himself and he finds refuge in the presence of God in a cave. Every every scripture essentially we look at in the Psalms, majority of them that we find comfort for our soul was written by David in the cave and the way he responded to hurt. church hurt. Wow. It's incredible. Can you talk about, like, I, I know, like, the, there's the imagery of the spears, but what, like, 
and any of you like if you had to say what a practical modern day spear, spear would yeah, be because it's almost like david david didn't try to block the spears david didn't try to fight back he dodged them and i think that that's like crucial in what you're saying there's there's a way to live where where you can actually dodge them all together mm. but what like like what, what are they spear would be? yeah Hmm. I mean, I think a modern day spear would look like when you see the humanity of a leader you look up to. I think of if you've ever had a, I mean, this is, this is a difficult one for us to talk about because I feel like we all serve at my opinion, the greatest church in America. Yeah, like, We have an incredible church, <laughs> in America. but I think of all we the people them. I talk to. Yeah. We love our church so much. We love our leaders. If any of you guys are listening, <laughs> I mean that, <laughs> Um, but I think of the amount of people we have talked to that have come to our church that have said phrases to me. I literally, someone said it to me today. They said, you made a comment to me that was so kind and it confronted hurt in the past from other churches I've been at, you know? And, and I think about the people that have come and have told stories of like, well, I had this pastor who said this to me and it was so hurtful or they cussed me out or there's all of these things where, you know, are not right things, but yet it was a church leader who, yeah, I mean, those stories are out there. And so I'm thinking about spears, a spear, and in my opinion, when I read that story would be maybe words or phrases that someone you've looked up to, a mentor has said to you that was hurtful or maybe... Um, where, where they've just let you down. I think things like that. I think there can I'm be thinking, more intentional ones, but... I'm thinking um, accusations. I know that's a big one. Yeah, I think that could like definitely Of why people like leave churches because they were accused of something. Maybe they did it, maybe they didn't, but they were accused in like a really humiliating way. Yes. yes. So an accusation um, or an assumption... Mm-hmm. So that all can be words that hurt, but those are just examples of what I think modern day spears could look like. Uh, I think it's a really common thing for, and I would say mostly for, for people who are on staff that have left a church to be accused of something and it wasn't handled rightly. So what I would say from there is I know that I haven't never been on upper room staff, but I know that the staff goes through Danny Silk's book, culture of honor. And I think that if yeah. we learned as a church, as the body of Christ to live in a culture of honor, there would be less hurt, but I will go so far as to say is it's never going to be fully gone until Jesus mm-hmm. comes back and restores all things because we're yeah. all human. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, so I'd say the first thing I'd ask myself if I'm feeling hurt by the church is, are their words or what they've done to me, is that penetrating deeper than what God is saying? Yes. And if so, I've put them on a pedestal. And what do I do from there? Oh, I ask the Lord to remove them from the pedestal. And that could look real messy. <laughs> like, And then you, you, you find yourself going like, oh man, not in a bad way, yep. but like I don't look up to them as much as I thought I did because I actually had made them an idol. But the, that's the why it hurts goal so in doing that is to remove them from the pedestal, but still keep honor towards them. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. the culture to where of honor. you still view them as, wow, you are the authority in my life yes. given by God. Yeah. And I don't think mm-hmm. any of us, maybe someone listening to this has been through this. If so, I'm very sorry about that. But like, I don't think any of us have actually been hunted down by a leader to yeah. actually be physically killed. Like David had it yeah, pretty, bad, pretty bad and he's still honored Saul. And God Mm -hmm. protected him in that. So I think that's a key is like, even if we've been hurt, even if the humanity of a leader or the church has been shown, 
still honoring them, God is going to protect us. Yes. Just like he protected David. Yeah, he kept David pure. He kept him. Mm-hmm. And David could have, I mean, one of the ones that I think of is like being overlooked or feeling overlooked. Yeah. yeah. That's a big one where there's a temptation to step in and speak up for yourself and say, this is why I've heard this and that. And there's this purity that your heart remains in when you dodge the spear. And mm, you don't, because, that's good. Because if David didn't dodge the spear and he fought back. He threw him back. He accused back. He, or did he, that. Mm-hmm. Saul's blood is on his hands. And now David actually became more on Saul's level. But God preserved David. He kept him. In that place. Wow. wow. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of thinking... Like something that has helped me with this is, um, well, no, finish your thought. I want to hear it. Well, (laughs) I think just a church, the way that I think the church has evolved and operates and looks like, um, I don't think is the goal. If that makes sense. Like we have a lot to grow in. Like I, I don't think, the model of heaven was massive churches. Um, I think mega it, churches and mega large churches. And yeah. So pastors and over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's impossible for one pastor to get coffee mm-hmm. with 2,500 people. Mm-hmm. Like he would die. He's going to let him down. You know, like it, it's those things. But so I just, I do think like the healthier um, we get as like, people. as the bride <laughs> and the bride. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we will start to see like a lot more forgiveness, a lot more humility, a lot more honor covering. And I, yeah, I just don't think the church was supposed to, I don't think this was the ultimate picture. Well, church isn't supposed to be for us. So you and I were actually talking about this this Mm -hmm. afternoon, that if we, if we as the bride of Christ stopped looking at church as a place where I'm going to get and I'm going to take and I'm going to gain and how can I, we flip it and we're like, how can I give? How can I serve? How can I submit? We would get a lot less hurt because we would be focusing our time and our energy and our love outwardly instead of what can these leaders do for me? What can this worship team do for me? What could this sermon do for me? You name it. It's like if we switch our outlook and we ask the Lord to help us give as his bride we become a lot less hurt yeah yeah it's so good that is so good i feel the as we're talking about this i can just feel like the i feel very sobered to this topic because i know it's such a big one yeah just in the church and i want to say this we'll start with handlebars and uh i'm going to give you two i have two um the first one um is to have honest, authentic, real conversations with leaders in your life Mm -hmm. that you feel like have hurt you. And what I mean by that is I don't mean go tell them all the areas that they're horrible and wrong and need to grow. uh, What I mean is going to them and saying, hey, um, I need to be in the light with you. It's a beautiful phrase. Go listen to episode one of season one about being in the light, but saying, hey, I need to be in the light with you. I've actually, if it's if it's uh, something you've been holding against them, I feel like I actually have been so shut down towards you because you said this to me and I just wanted to be honest with you 
that that actually hurt and I wanted to be in the light. I don't want to hold this against you anymore. It's not saying, hey, you're wrong and you need to grow and you, it's saying, hey, this is where I'm at by something that was said or that you did or, hey, would you help me see this from a different perspective? When you said this to me, I felt like I shut down, but I want to see your perspective. And it's literally what you're saying, Sarah Beth, but coming in humility, coming lowly, coming Mm -hmm. with a coachable spirit, coming, being teachable. Um, but I think having so many times we have church hurt because we don't speak to the pain we have. We don't speak to, there's not that authentic relationship where in the closest of friendships, you, you share those things Mm -hmm. and you walk through those things together. And I think about what a leader said to me one time in my life that he said on the other side of confrontation is deeper intimacy. And I think in going through hard things with people unto connection, unto deeper intimacy, under being, uh, it's unto being closer to them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be my first one is not being afraid to be authentic and real. And then number two, there is a book I want to give you. It is called A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. Go get that book. Yes. Go read that book. I have probably read that book two to three times a year for the past maybe 10 years. For sure the last six years, mm-hmm. I have read that book two to three times a year because it is all about, it's all about the life of David and David's interactions with Saul, but how David stayed so pure. And what it does is it keeps you in a place to where you're unoffendable. It keeps you in a place to where you don't get bitter. It keeps you in a place to where no matter what wrong comes your way or what hurt you receive, you're able to let go and let God satisfy you, Mm -hmm. heal you, lead you, and stay in a place of honor towards leaders in your life. So a tale of three kings, Gene Edwards. Mm -hmm. My handlebar is pretty simple. Um, It's to forgive. And if you're like, I can't forgive what they did to me, then I would say go to the cross and look at what Jesus forgave the entire world of (laughs) the weight of the world's sin on his shoulders that rested on him on Calvary. Like, forgive. And if you can't, ask him for grace to forgive. And then the second part, I really feel this in my heart um, for a specific group of people listening is once you have gone to the Lord and told him you were honest with him and you forgave the people that wronged you, if you feel like you need to go make something right with those leaders, even if you're not at that church anymore, I really feel this for some of you, that some of you really aren't taking the next steps in your walk with the Lord because there's like this unforgiveness and this unspoken thing that happened. Um, And I feel like not all of you, but some of you are going to be led by the voice of the Holy Spirit to go and to repent and to come low before those leaders. And as you do that, the fruit of your walk with the Lord will just blossom. Um, So I would say forgive. If you can't, ask Jesus to help you see what he did for you on the cross. And the second thing is go back to those leaders that hurt you if you need to and have a conversation and repent, ask for forgiveness. Yes, that's beautiful language there, Beth, for what I was saying. Go make it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, mine would be, um, I would say, ask the Lord how you how you are supposed to serve your church, mm-hmm. um, not how you want to serve it, <laughs> how the Lord is asking you to serve it. Yeah, that's good. Um, even if you're like in like an inner circle of like church leadership, like ask the Lord how you're supposed to serve and why you are to be in that community. Um, Because it's really important that you stay within his voice and his boundaries. It's, it's literally health for your heart because 
if you just serve because it it's what your leaders are telling you to do, but it doesn't line up with the boundaries God gave you, you'll end up hating your leaders. Mm-hmm. Resenting so, and, yeah. and if you go into a church wanting to gain and and there's selfish ambition, like I I have to serve this way or I'm not serving at all. Um, you really need to look at that. I'm I'm just gonna be honest. You need, yeah. you need to look at that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, again, the the church, the body of Christ, was not meant to be a consumeristic place of taking. It is it is a place to behold Jesus and become like Him and to serve the rest of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, that, those are my handlebars. Ask the Lord how you are to serve the community that you're in. Um, I would also help you like write them down, write down how you like hope and wish to serve there, write down what the, how the Lord tells you to serve there. And then, um, like, I think what's so cool too is like the Lord will make it obvious. And sometimes the obvious isn't always what we want. Um, you'll know what, what doors are open for you in your community to serve and you know when they're not and, it takes a lot of humility to live in obedience before the before the Lord, but you always regret when you don't obey Him. You never true. regret when you do. So so true. That's all I have. Mm-hmm. When you don't, you never obey. regret when you obey Him. You always regret. When you don't listen when you disobey. <laughs> it's getting How'd you say late. That, <laughs> no, that's how she so said good. it. You always regret when you don't obey. When you don't obey. Never regret it when, when you, you do. do. That was honestly, I could tag because I have two, they're short. My first one was ask, ask the Lord if you're where you're supposed to be. Mm. And I yeah. think that's a huge one. I, I've talked to so many people that when I ask them, like, okay, did the Lord tell you to, to be where you are? Did the Lord lead you to where you are? And they'll be like, well, kind of, or whatever. And I'm like, just sit with him and ask, is this where I'm supposed to be? And in, in his yes, you have confidence to stay, even yes. if it's hard. Yes. And in his no, you, you're you free. Like, you'll find the place where you are supposed to be, mm-hmm. and you'll thrive where you're planted. Yes. And so you, you have confidence in his yes and confidence in his no and where, where he's leading you. And there'll be grace as you follow him. Um, and then the last one I want to say is pray pray for your leaders. Yes. Number wow. one, because they need it. <laughs> and number two because it shifts the way you see them yes you'll begin to get the lord's heart for your leaders and i believe you'll experience a whole different side of that leader in your relationship with them yes. if you pray for them come on bro so, that's my handlebars <sighs> that's a wrap that's a wrap we love you guys thank you for listening you. yep handlebar podcast we're out